They, they legalized it, and now it's silent. To me, it's about liberty and responsibility. Look, legalize whatever you want. Vices create irresponsibility. Do you think the state is going to front you an ounce of weed? Welcome to Three Cops Talk. On this podcast, three active duty police officers discuss behind the scenes stories and real life accounts of what it's like to be a cop. Every episode, you'll get an inside look at the challenges and dangers they face on a daily basis, as well as the triumphs and inspirational moments that make it all worth it. If you want to understand more about the men and women who put their lives on the line for us every day, then this is the show for you. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Welcome to the Three Cops Talk podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Sean, one of your hosts, and I'll be joined by my partners and fellow cops, Chris and Scott. Today, we discuss how the legalization of our vices has often not led to the societal improvements that we were regularly promised. If you have any ideas or topics for the show, please reach out to us at threecopstalk at gmail.com. That's the number threecopstalk at gmail.com. Please follow us on social media. Our details are in the show notes. And if you like the episode, please share with a friend. The views and opinions expressed in this episode belong solely to the hosts and do not represent the views of any professional organization. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. You know what's the best thing about being a cop? (laughs) The best thing about being a cop is seeing the seedier side of the world Mm. that you kind of think you're not a part of. Like... You know, you're out on these streets and it's just like, it's their streets and our streets. And we're this like one side of it, but you're like, oh, I'm not part of this. I'm not part of this seedy mm-hmm. world, this right. vice. But you really are part of it. But you but really you are a big part of it, right? And Whether you like people, it or not. And some people can fall prey to it. And like the idea is like, I was honestly, they're the best stories. They're the most tragic. They're the most like, I don't know, uplifting might not be the best word to use in this, but like, you know, you get somebody and you see them later on right. and they've actually conquered a vice, like recovery with addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, we long talked about all three of us in the narcotics game. Chris is a canine and our four-legged friends are so useful to us on that level. And then Scott and I did a lot of drug work. Scott did most of his career in drug work um, and the idea of that. And like, you're out there as a cop and you're literally, and people are like, oh yeah, sure. You're putting your life on the line every single day. You are. I mean, you are putting your life like in positions like... Uh, you know, when the copier goes down at the office, it's just a toner change or not. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, guys, but it is. You know? that, was just, that was not okay. expecting, I was not well, expecting well, that. We're no, dealing with like, no. oh, this guy's harmless. We know who he is or whatever. But you don't know what happens with people when they're desperate and they do desperate things. And that's where vice usually comes into play. Like, you know, human failing, human weakness is where vice comes from. Like, you know, prostitution, gambling, narcotics, you know, and what happens is like, we're out there for years and years and years. Like the idea of like, you know, when you watch the untouchables, that movie with Kevin Costner back in the day, you, you mm-hmm. look at that and it was like, obviously sensationalized and all those things like that. But the bottom line is like, these guys went out there and, and shed blood over something that everybody really wanted and wanted to do. Right. And then the government finally woke up and said, well, if we can't beat the mob, why don't we just join them and, and, you know, we'll legalize alcohol and we'll do this or that. Well, the legalization of something that was a vice doesn't make it any better. Like yeah. the vice itself doesn't go, oh, this is legal now. It's oh, it's, yeah. Justified. It's, it's right. I'll use right. this much more responsibly now. Yeah, right, 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 right now. And so as a cop, you look at it and you become a, a bit callous about that at times. You're like, well, this will just be the next thing they legalize because they'll see it as a money grab. And my favorite thing was like when I was dealing with Scott, you probably relate to a lot of these things. 
you fucking pigs ain't going to have nothing to do once they legalize weed. And I finally, like, as usual, I broke it down for a guy. It's funny. I'm still here. Yeah. And I broke it down for a guy. I go, do you realize that when it's legalized, the biggest pimp and drug dealer in the game is now going to be in charge? And they're they're merciless. They're merciless. Like, another drug dealer may come and kill an individual, but the government has all of this power to come right. and do things to you. Like, do you think now that they're legalized that they're not going to want their money now? They're not going to want their 30% markup on an right. ounce of weed? Right. I go, your drug dealer shorted <laughs> you a little bit on a scale and you could punch him in the face or not use him anymore. I go, you couldn't get us involved or if you were dumb enough, some people actually did call us and say, hey, this guy shorted me on a weed deal. Like, right. we'd be like, Oh, okay. Do right. you think the state is going to front you an ounce of weed? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> get back to you. Like, right. Right. Like, when I've been buying from the same guy for a long time, he knows I'm good and I got the cash. I, I, I'm getting paid on Friday. Can you just front me this ounce? I'll get you back on the next one. Right. Or walk into the dispensary and say that. Like, can you front this ounce? Like, dude, come on. You know I'm good right. for it. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's cool. Like if you could apply those same business practices um, and it's, and again, we're not saying that like the legalization, I'm not saying that at least that like whether it being illegal or illegal is like the right thing or not thing to do. Like in some ways, like people will tell you anybody that's done like dealing with somebody that's drunk or somebody that's high, I'd much rather deal with somebody that's high because they're much cooler. The drunk you're dealing with the actual unpure version of that person, the ingot of that human being mm-hmm. when they're drunk, like it removes all the inhibitions, but like these vices, yeah. like you saw, throughout our history these things and people are like oh you pigs this you pigs that look the pigs do what the leaders of the pigs tell us to do. <laughs> and when we Pig do leaders. it so effectively <laughs> that it gets complaints back up to the leaders of the pigs the leaders of the pigs say to the pigs stop doing that now and one of the areas that i remember that one was with prostitution like mm-hmm. we got so good at infiltrating prostitution because right. it was really one, it wasn't that hard. And two, if you just were willing to do a little bit of extra work, you could bring in a lot of people that of, were engaging. A lot of hookers. Yep. Right. Right. And it wasn't really the hookers as much as it was the Johns, the Johns and the people right. that were doing it. Like how many people? Well, and, it's all, and it's all the peripheral crime with that. That right, was the exactly. same right. argument we would make all the time because you do a big prostitution operation and it would be like, Oh, you guys are wasting your time again. Oh, this, you got nothing better to do. But then again, like you go back and you, well, it's all the other things. Again, it's not the prostitution. Yeah. Prostitution has been legal in certain states and, you know, whatever. That's all fine and good. But this is where it's not. And it's that underground version of that. Mm-hmm. And you deal with these people and these people run in circles of people who sell drugs, do drugs, commit crimes. Right. Like uh, crimes against people, financial crimes, you name it. And so you get you 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 start to like become a part of what and learning what is going on in this realm. And I've had we've all had how many conversations where you go back and you tell somebody, hey, listen, because they, they they throw it at you and say, oh, you guys are wasting your time with prostitution. And you say to them, yeah, I, I get it. I, I know the prostitution is not really the big thing here. It's right. all the other stuff. And then they're kind of like wait, how come you're not arguing with me about this? And it's like, because let me tell you what it is that, that this does. This stops the armed robberies and the batteries and the overdoses right. and all that other kind of stuff. And like, if you work in a an area where you have a problem with this, like say in your hotels and some of your bigger apartment complexes, people don't want that crap there. They don't want that in their hotels. And when you go and you work with the hotels and the hotels are on board with you and partner with you to get rid of, get that kind of shit out of their hotels. It makes it better for everybody. People don't want to see 
obvious prostitution type operations going on in hotels. And then somebody gets shot up in the parking lot or shot in a hotel room over the, the, the prostitution exchange or a, you know, drug related rip or something like that. So it's, it's all that other stuff that is what's really the bigger problem. But, but I, but I did, I, I know you say, I know a lot of people don't want that at a hotel, but you know, we travel a lot with hockey and I can't tell you how many hookers with the heart of gold that I met at the, <laughs> Bar, the continental breakfast. The next right. day. Sharing a cinnamon roll with them down there. Yeah. Yeah. No, get, get your own fork. Is that an iron? Is that an iron? What is that? She's like, did oh, you fall yeah. on the iron? Yeah. That daddy did that to me. Anyway, we're getting tangential here. But the idea <laughs> we wanted to talk about was like all three of us are in different places now uh, uh, where like the grab by politicians is to legalize things like, hey, let's legalize weed. We'll make it safer. We'll make it whatever. And like this is an age old debate about the legalization of things. You can legalize it all you want. One, it doesn't make cops go away. And varying degrees of legalization have been like based upon economic, like how desperate an economy is. And when you start taking vices and saying, hey, we're now going to make this as a moneymaker for the government. Now, they may make some money, but I don't know about any of those places that are any different. Now, I'm in South Carolina where they've actually only recently decided that death by firing squad or electrocution was considered cruel and unusual punishment and inhumane under the law. Oh, okay. That's how... This state operates well. Chris is in Florida where I think it's kind of a little bit like a bit of a, maybe a, a balance between the two. And then Scott's in a state in Illinois, which we all know that's like, everything's about like, all right, it's broke. Here's how we're going to fix it. Irresponsible fix it. government spending. We're, we're exactly. going to fix it with the actual thing that caused it to go bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's what this show is about. It's like talking about do vice-based economies where like you look at things and say, post-COVID, post-recovery, things aren't happening. Let's turn to now legalizing weed because in Colorado, it's a good time with it in California and Illinois. And no one wants to tell the story about like all of the peripheral issues associated with it. And cops at the end of the day, you'll ask a cop, most cops be like, well, it's, a, it's against the law. It's not against the law. And that's where right. I operate. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about it? It doesn't really matter how I feel about right. it. Just, it, it's, I, it can't matter how I feel about it. The law is the law. My personal opinions on this can't affect it. So right. we wanted to talk a little bit about that today and, and some of the, the, the failures of it and some of the things that maybe have worked. Um, the biggest one goes back to that I think most people can relate to is back in the day when we like worried about gambling, like gambling in the form of lotteries. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. the idea of a lottery was started because it was supposed to tamp down illegal gambling, people betting on things, but the lotteries have now come out and financed a lot of things. A lot of things we've been told that we're going to be improved by that. And uh, it, was, it was, it was originally started for, for, to, to clamp down on gambling, but that money was supposed to go to education. Right. And well, it, educated you how to, it educated you how to gamble better because you were right. in statistics right. class anyway. Well, it's right. like, yeah, it's addition, subtraction. I, I, I don't see that. I don't see that these, I mean, the, the lottery is huge here in Illinois, like it is in a lot of states. And, you know, these giant mega jackpots and everything else. I mean, people are winning it, you know, but you could, I don't see anything where it's improving the education system here at all. Take look no further than Chicago. Chicago must not be getting paid out of any of that education money because their school system's a mess. I mean, my, my mom was a teacher for a very long time, her whole career. And, you know, she would talk about that. Like, you know, where, where is this money exactly? Like I, you know, we, we told that all this money was going to come and funnel into programs and things for schools. And 
I mean, maybe some of it does, but you, it's, it's certainly you don't hear the, the wonderful stories of, oh, another lottery jackpot built this school and another right, lottery right. jackpot created all these educational opportunities for these, you know, under, underprivileged people in this community. I, you're not hearing stories like that here. So no. may, maybe some of that money is going there. But again, in Illinois, it's probably being misappropriated or, you know, used improperly or something that it's, you know, probably not even making to where its final destination is supposed to be. But, but then, you, but when you ask about it, so they, they tried this whole, when they tried to sell it back in the day, it was this whole, this Aristotle, you know, pleasure versus pain type of thing that, nice. you know, we're, nice. like that, huh? That's huh? good. That's good. Like that? Channel um, Sean. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. That, you know, that the, the pleasure is gambling, but the pain is the fact that they can become addicted. So let's go ahead and put this pleasure to a gambling status where then we're going to feed them with this this pleasurable news that this is all going to go into education when in fact you know it doesn't so your you know your pleasure pain becomes a pain pain and because mm-hmm. there's no accountability to it and then when you ask them hey you know why is this or where is this at in the education system well we had to defer for you know pensions you know of our politicians pensions or you know we had to fund you know people that can't afford cell phones cell phones and stuff and it's got nothing to do with it and that whole thing that they tried to sell you with that pleasure pain thing just it, it's for not because they're just pocketing the money and not attacking or, or not fixing what they wanted to fix to begin with right and it's and i don't you guys have been gone here for a while, but it's expanded here in Illinois now to like the, the, the slot machines, every, every place like you can go into like a, like a Denny's type breakfast restaurant and it's got slot machines in the corner. It's very weird. Like there, there there's slot men and there's like places that are popping up in strip malls here everywhere. And it's literally just somebody rents out a, a spot in a strip mall and it's just a room full of slot machines. And right. so these these slot places are all over the place, and you and you're seeing them on uh, like obscure businesses that you wouldn't like you wouldn't think like, wait a second, I, I was going to buy a pair of socks, but I can throw like twenty dollars into a slot machine at the right, store. Like wait, wait, wait. Right. Right. and and it, so I, I again, it seems to be expanding, and I don't, and I'm sure it's generating a ton of money. Oh but, yeah, but I don't know again where is all that going. Well, you know, Chris talking about back in the day when it started, the the first big state was uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire was the first one to go with the lottery. Hampshire, live free or die. Beautiful state, but that state like started the lottery system to help pay for education, things like that. And and, and people that opposed it were like, it's not going to take, it's not going to be popular, it's not whatever. They completely underestimated that it completely took. Lotteries took in every state. Every state you're in pretty much has a lottery to help pay for things. And people keep lining up, keep lining up in stores. It was funny you hear the stories like where the guy that uh, robbed the store, you know, got the, the packs of the cartons of cigarettes and took all the scratch and scratch tickets. Like they, we can't trace those things. If the guy goes to cash it in, if he did cash yeah. it in, like, right. here, you can use what you want in the lottery as your bond now, sir, for bond reform. <laughs> right. But the bottom line is, is it did take off <laughs> the actual and it took tickets. off and it was just like, and things, and it started with lotteries and then it turned into, well, wait a minute. Like I, when I was a kid, like the Meadowlands, all that stuff like became like, Horse, horse racing. Horse racing was a big thing. Like mm-hmm. people loved horse racing. It became betting, and then it became OTB. You didn't even actually have to go off track betting. You didn't have to go to an outing to see the beautiful animals running. And when they were not running anymore, they'd shoot them and sell them for meat, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like all of those things were happen, and then it expanded into Atlantic City. Which, if you know anything about New Jersey, where I grew up, Atlantic City was a 
bombed out shithole and it still is uh but the casinos came there and uh i mean i'm gonna tell you no crap i got mugged in atlantic city when i was like 14 really? my friend and i would go down there his dad loved to go to the boats because he was a good guy and I, I don't fault people for the excitement of it it's like it's a healthy way of doing it without like ruining your families it can lead to that the addictions associated that with whatever but it took off but it doesn't seem like it can sustain because atlantic city despite all the casinos out on the ocean it didn't return it to the atlantic city of old where like you know people of the victorian area were there and whatever it just made it like okay you come here you run out your money like mm -hmm. scott you can relate to the midwest like the hammond and things like that is hammond a destination now yeah like, because no. of the casinos are there <laughs> right yeah right you know, everything right. right in the immediate area of the casino is super nice and then everything out around it is still as run down as it was before no, I mean, right. it, it, and when you're in the casinos, it's great. Like you get these great views, great deals, great shows, great, whatever. It doesn't create the jobs. Like they said, it didn't create the high paying jobs. Like these people that are dealing at card tables and things like that aren't making mint to do that. So like Vegas is the ultimate in, they called it sin city uh, because it was supposed to generate all of these things that were, and it, you know, obviously creates peripheral damages. It, obviously it's a moneymaker because people keep mm -hmm. doing it, but it sure. does, does it provide the economic growth and then does it, drop crime, which we talk about how poverty and crime are intertied with each other. And the debate is, is it probably doesn't because it creates all sorts of other peripheral issues that we talked about. Just take the marijuana aspect on that. You guys know better than I do. You've been in the drug racket for so long. I mean, they, they, they legalized marijuana and then you had actually at some point, and I don't know if it still is in, in, in Illinois, you had the black market that was actually on the rise because nobody wanted to pay the tax. It still mm -hmm. is. Yeah. You know, so, California, the, the amount of growers out in the California countryside, they have a water problem in California based upon the people that were illegally growing cannabis out and they were siphoning water off of water sources and they were being guarded by cartels. And like uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office had a, like a, a SWAT team that was like literally dedicated to like going out and interdicting things and fighting with guys with AK-47s because the amount of profit. And, and again, it's largely done by immigrant, illegal immigrant workers that are doing that. So you can't keep track of it. It creates all sort of other peripheral issues because if I can get weed for a certain price, we would say this when they were talking about legalizing it in, in, in Illinois, Chris, we would sit around in the office, the drug office and be like, yeah, but wait till they start seeing that they're going to get a 30% markup on it. <laughs> right, right. right. You know what I mean? Because you walk into a nice, safe place. You don't have to worry about a bunch of guys jumping out of a minivan and throwing you on the ground and arresting you for doing a buy in a parking lot, you know, a grocery store parking lot. Right. Now you just go into a dispensary and get it. That's cool. But it's a 30% markup. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you buy enough weed in a year to do that, because they limit the amount you can get or whatever. And like, if you develop like, hey, I like to smoke weed and I blow through a, an ounce in a weekend or whatever with my friends, you want to go back and buy it. They regulate the amount that you can buy, whatever. You'll go back to the black market. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's right. there. You know what I mean? I got this guy kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Scott and, doesn't and, go to dealerships and get his cars worked on. No. <laughs> no. The guy's got Are a you guy. kidding me? Yeah, right. It's, it's, that's that. basically the economics. You also have oil things where you pull the car <laughs> yeah. up on the curb and just download that's it the, into the, the sewer. That's the yeah. worst. That is the, that cracks. That's the worst story. It's crazy. They put a fish on the whole like the, the, the sewer head because it's like, oh yeah, that's where this is going. It's going to kill yeah. the fish. Chris uh, keeps pulling his eye rock onto the curb and like <laughs> dumping the oil down in the right, thing. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, <laughs> you got to put the plug in. Right. Oh, but yeah, that's the, I mean, and, and I know we, we're not, I don't think it's been here in Illinois long enough where we've, I don't think we can measure yet really if the money that's coming from all of this weed is really doing the things yet that they say that it's doing. I, I, I know, you know, we've talked about that and, and, 
on on both sides, you know, the people on the both sides of the debate of this, like, where is this money going to go? What is it going to do? I mean, I'm I'm the I'm the pessimist who says, you know, I I don't think it's probably going to be used the way it's supposed to be. Like when we talk about all these other examples of how the money's not used properly, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, it's well, I think I I think you're right, Scott. I mean, I think what's going to happen is they're going to keep to me from a financial standpoint. They they take these vices, they legalize them because they have a money problem. They plug a hole and they're like, okay, we can plug this hole for now. And then what's the next thing? Like, I would not be surprised in the next five, 10 years. They're like, okay, prostitution is going to be legal. They have to tax 35% because, you know, we're building, you know, a, a new library or roads or whatever I don't, I think they do this not to be, um, ethically responsible or to be conscientious about how, what people do. I think they do it from a financial standpoint because yeah, we need to get on this responsibility. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, they were arresting people like, remember the mob years ago, that was your big thing, running numbers, running prostitution and everything else. That's what the government's doing now. Now, you know? like I said, now the biggest mobster in the game is the government. They've got armed guys right. that can come out and enforce that for you. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, I, I guess the idea of this is like, the, it's a money grab. It really is. But like to right. fix a vice with a vice is like, it doesn't like whether it's legal or not, the addiction that you establish, whether it be gambling, women, uh, you know, narcotics doesn't discern be like, Hey, uh, you know, Oh, this is legal now. So I can show up to work. Like if they get as far as talking about like legalizing heroin and things like that, like mm-hmm. I show up to work as a junkie, I can get all the support and help that I need. And there's that. But the bottom line is, is the work isn't getting done. That spot that you fill that now is sanctioned by the government. So now you're protected in being mm-hmm. an addict because of those things. I can't fire you for that. But the work still needs to be done by the guy that never developed the vice, whether it was legal or illegal or girl for that matter. And these are the things that people don't think about. And all the money goes, hey, if we have vices as ordinary citizens, like whether it's porn that forms itself into prostitution, whether it's drinking that forms itself into narcotics, whether it's a, a mental health related issue that the you know pharmaceutical industry is like, here, take these antibars. You'll be fine with it. Don't work your way through your anxiety like the people used to do. Here, take this drug and it'll make you feel better and you'll only become mm-hmm. further addicted to it. Like we create the problems we solve or with additional other problems that everybody thinks, well, this is going to solve it. It's not. It's like the individual behavior of the person. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. We're cops. If they legalize it all, okay, wherever. But our whatever. jobs ain't going to go away. They're only going to get no. more like of a social aspect of it. They. Right. Because there's fallout from all of that. They deregulated the mental health industry. And look what we're right. dealing with on every single day as right. cops. And and just like, the, you know, they they, they legalized, you know, marijuana. We're, we had to we're, we had to and still continue and we'll go through if they legalize prostitution. It's going to be the same thing. You think you're going to get rid of the, 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 you know, the prostitutes that go on back pages? No, they're just going to, you know, they're just going to have to pay or, or you know, they're either going to keep going to the, you know, through the dark side of it or they're going to go, OK, you know what? If I take this John and I charge him 100 bucks and I have to pay 30 bucks, I still get 70 bucks, but I don't have to worry about getting arrested and have, don't have to worry about putting that money towards, you know, bond or whatever. So I don't, I'll pay the 30 bucks. You know, it's it, 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 it's a business expense. But and, right. but if the if the government promises to say, hey, we're going to take that, and we're going to put that towards roads or education or whatever, you know, it just it, it just it won't happen because there's no fiscal responsibility. And I just think that as the more they legalize the vices, it's just it's, it's a money grab, like we've been saying. And, and there's no there's no um, there's no uh, what's the word? There's no oversight of how that gets spent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we're not. Going I, away. I don't I don't see like. Where they're saying, like here in Illinois, hey, we legalized weed and look at all this money that right. we have funneled into these mental health programs for people. All look these at lives this. we look saved, at this, whatever. Look at this. 
look at this great new state agency or or some you know organization private or public or whatever look at this thing that we created that's that's battling mental health every day i you don't see right. any of that like there is none of that and and i'm not like here on this like we're not here like debating the legalization of drugs right it's just that right. it's just that Stop bullshitting people and being like, all right, we're going to legalize this and this is going to, hey, there's going to be so much money, it's going to fix everything. No, good that paying is not, jobs. Yeah, and, uh, that is not great opportunities. That is not happening. And we're, stimulate we're, your right. neighborhood with a casino and like look at those neighborhoods right. that surround the casinos. No. God, point. Name one place, New Orleans, Detroit, all these places where these things went. They didn't do anything to change it. And the bottom line is, is I, to me, it's like you don't fix a vice with a vice. And if we all have vices because we want more weed, we want more booze, we want more prostitutes, we want more gambling, whatever. Why do we give more money to guys whose vice, which is a politician, which is money, like the vice right. power and control, like all of that level of impropriety, like New York City's making a run at legalizing weed, like going at it, like, mm -hmm. you know, Eric Adams, the mayor is like running on that, like, hey, we're going to legalize it. It's going to be good. It's going to fix everything. Look, I'm going to tell you, we've been on the ground in all those places, like legalize it. Don't legalize it. It's not going to undo it. Like legalized right. weed in Illinois was like it made it easier for cops to get in cars. It made it easier right. for cops to do the things that they're claiming we're doing improperly. And now the government does this whole thing of like, all right, it's legalized. You better go out there and enforce this because we're not getting the money that we would normally be getting through the dispensaries that we thought. The black market's flourishing. Like more and more people right. are growing more younger and younger people are accepting it. Look, I, look I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. Legalize it. My kids right. either going to get access to it or not. Like, mm -hmm. uh, kids don't underage drink. I drink. My kids drink. I don't drink a lot, but my kids like, will someday will drink and they'll mm -hmm. drink underage. And people do that. It's just like, it's a matter of everybody thinks that these are all answers to problems. Like, stop believing the crap. It's not going to make things better. It's going to be money and money will come in. We need money because our governments are broke by and large, mm -hmm. especially now during inflation. But it's not going to fix the problem like everyone tells it. And when you've got politicians that are saying, we're going to fix this economic situation by basically taxing your vices, I just don't think it's a sound economic policy. It's like getting things under control and limiting government as opposed to involving it a whole lot more, I think. Yeah, but it's just, yeah. but, but it's like you said, you're, when, when you start doing you know, legalizing the vices and they take their money grab because, you know, my wife and I, we go to the, we like to go to the casino every once in a while. And like, like you guys said, when you, when you drive in, okay, you're like, where am I? But the, 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 the as soon as you hit the two block radius outside, you know, it's all right. sunshine and rainbow, rainbows. You go in, you have fun, you do whatever. You don't leave there. You don't leave there. And then when right. you're done, you come out and it's just, and you don't see that money being distributed to the outlying um, economy, like, like, like they said, and I just, I don't, and I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm legalize it. I don't, I don't care. Well, remember, remember here when they said, when they were, when they started on this whole legalizing weed thing here and they're like, Oh, it's also going to provide all this training for law enforcement. And, and we're going to have, you know, it's going to, there's, it's going to, we're going to make sure that officers are trained on like the big thing was like the DUIs, you know, like the drug recognition experts. The Knights right. Templar, the Knights Templar DOIs or drug recognition guys. Right, right. How dare you say you're a drug recognition <laughs> right, expert? Because it's like, and yeah, there was talk about that. And yeah, I remember there being some training that was coming out and they, I think they, you know, it seemed like they were trying to make some more drug recognition experts, but I don't feel like I'm seeing a whole lot of that now. And here we are, we've had weed here for how long you, again, it's another one of those stories where you're not hearing like, you know, 
statewide police agencies receive millions in in right. in money to further to better train their officers and do all this and right. you, you you're not hearing that so is some is some of it going out there maybe but it's right. certainly not anything where you're going wow they, these politicians were right look at us all reaping the benefits of the legalization of all this the schools are wonderful the right. police officers are receive more training than they can than they know what to do with like no that's bullshit right. but but and, and you don't see the the and you also don't see like well hey since we legalized this and whatever else this has gotten better not even from a not monetary sp- standpoint you know maybe from the uh, you know you know people have you know better access to it so therefore you know medical expenses have gone down because they feel doing this or or whatever there's just all it is is it, they they legalized it and now it's silent and there's nobody going out there saying this is better this is worse from whatever you're talking about police work economy politics nothing it's just out there and and i think it's just a whole big money grab and there and nobody's there's no nothing positive really that came out of it except the government they, they got more money and the idea of all that is that like to me it's like it flies in the face of the very liberties that we embrace like to me it's about liberty and responsibility look legalize whatever you want legalize heroin legalize it all the bottom line is is when you live in a manner that infringes upon other people's liberties because vices create irresponsibility like i've gambled away my entire family's money scott and i did numerous prostitution cases we were like where are you from? And the woman's like from this affluent suburb right. of Chicago and she's showing up in a Lexus. That's a nice car. And she's engaging in prostitution. You're like, what happened? She's like, well, so my husband gambled away all of our stuff. I, I have to support my kids. I have to, the people do things out of desperation. Mm-hmm. Yep. The problem is, is that when that infringes upon other people's freedoms, like right. I want to live safely. I don't want to have to deal with a junkie with a needle stuck in his arm when I'm going out and walking my dog or with the kids in a park. Mm-hmm. Now I got to deal with that. I got to deal with this. It's legalized, but this person didn't know how to deal with it legally. Like speed limits. When you drive too fast, you crash into somebody. If you're driving like an asshole, you hurt somebody. It's like, well, why should I be held accountable for that? Because that's what liberty's about. Like right. liberty takes responsibility. Liberty's just like, I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, you can, but you have to live within a means of doing that. Like if you can, if you can be the one heroin addict that doesn't let that be the monkey on your back and it doesn't impact anybody else around you, like your children, your wife, mm-hmm. your coworkers, your driving habits, your stealing habits, whatever, you can keep it all there. Hey, that's great. But that yeah. doesn't happen. Right. That doesn't right. happen. Like they promise you, oh, this will make things better, better, better treatment for people that are addicted to this. No, it's not. Because but treatment right. is all about whether you want to go to treatment or not, legal or right. not. It doesn't right. really right. freaking matter. Right. And and right. people think like all of these things save that stuff and it's going to have cops doing less and we can focus more on the big issues. These are the big issues, whether yeah. it's legal or illegal. Driving in a right. car is legal. Drinking, if you're over 21, is legal. How many crime scenes or how many crashes have we been on where people have died? That have combined those two things that are legal mm-hmm. and made it illegal. Right. Two right. positive actually make it a negative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't fix the problem. Where people are like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna solve our costs with like, pensions with cops. It's like, no, it's not. It's gonna create all other sorts of peripheral issues that they're telling you right now the money grab is on weed, prostitution, gambling. We haven't gotten to the realm of prostitution yet. That's the next forbidden fruit. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That's a, I think that's the next thing they're gonna legalize prostitution because once the money runs out of here where they promise and they don't know where else to go, that's gonna be that's gonna be the next stepping stones. They're gonna legalize prostitution. Right. And sex islands will be everywhere. There'll be a sex island in Hammond in Lake Michigan. They'll build, they'll build a landfill and it'll be a new sex island. And then, and then but people, and like, I'm joking, obviously I'm being very, very whatever. But it's like the next forbidden fruit is like, all right, well now prostitution. It has a daycare where you can drop off your kids. Yeah, right, you have your kids. Like, right, right. <laughs> so you got to take a drug test like, before you're literally, I'm like, I, I'm dropping my kid in the daycare. I'm like, I'll be back in like 15 minutes tops. Yeah. 
Like right. it's prostitution, <laughs> like it's tops. It's the only place that charges yeah. by the quarter Did I get a discount hour. for that? Did I get right. a discount right. for that? Hell, yeah. Obviously they've I'm got like it. they've got those taxi meters. Like, well, it's two dollars just to get in and sit down, and then it's right, right, right. And then it's every and then it's every eight minutes. It's clicking up thirty cents. <laughs> But, but but some of the issues around this is like, again, like it's the potion that's poured in your ear. Like this is going to solve all of our problems. We'd love to have somebody come on the show that says, hey, look, we'll, we'll give anybody an open forum yep. to say, hey, mm-hmm. here's how prostitution got better when the government started regulating it. Like right. does it drive down STDs? Does it drive down violence? Does it drive, against, drive down violence against women? Mm-hmm. Uh, does the legalization of weed did it? really in some places right. really make things better. Like somebody from Colorado out there, like Colorado is like yeah. the, the, the holy mount of like the legalization of cannabis. And like, mm-hmm. it's the one area that's like, you can't really talk poorly about it. Like, like Amsterdam was like the, the, the in, in Holland, that was the place where that, you know, it'd be great for somebody from Holland now that we've got like, we're, we're worldwide, Chris, you know mm-hmm. that, right? We're uh, we're like, like somebody from there, if you're listening, like, the, the Dutch can speak really good English and they just beat us in soccer. And what's really great is that, thank you, Holland. We don't have to talk about soccer anymore. You know what I mean? Right. We're done. You know, they, Holland did us a great service. Yet like again. the wood shoes? Yeah, right. Exactly. And the windmills and beating us in soccer three to one. So we don't have to talk about it. They're wood like, shoes, hey, we right. call it soccer. And the Dutch go, no, it's actually football and we just beat you. Yeah. So it's it's football. We clogged anyway, you. I'm, I'm sorry, all my FIFA friends. <laughs> but the bottom line, that's the case. But come on the show and tell us. Yes. Like, hey, we're, we're, we're willing to hear it. We're just seeing it from yeah. our side. I want to hear success stories. The vice right. does right. success stories. Uh, regulating vice does not remove the vice. It doesn't remove the need for police to address these issues because it still creates peripheral issues all associated with it. Like now it may like unburden the criminal justice system for like people are being put in jail for vices. Mm-hmm. Well, but the bottom line is, is that the behavior that got you in the jail wasn't the vice. It was the behavior right. that supported the vice. Like you die from the heroin overdose. It's, you know, uh, but Prior to that, you're stealing, you're robbing, you're doing all of these things to get money to support your habit because your boss goes, you can't show up, man. You got to make the bagels and you're not showing up. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I need you for Festivus. Right. Uh, and you don't show right. up. That's the issue. And then you resort to crime and people don't understand that. It doesn't undo it. But we would love to hear from some other people that could provide an alternate, you know, view on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love yeah. Anybody that wants to come on the show. Um you know, please email us at three cops talk, you know, at gmail.com. That's the number three cops talk at gmail.com because, you know, the more people get, and, and again, we've always, we've been proponents of, you know, we don't know everything or stuff that's going on behind the scenes and, you know, things that we, you know, haven't seen in research and stuff, you know, to, to, to prove a different side or maybe, you know, just again, just the whole, the whole thing about the show is getting the truth out. And that's really what we want to do. So, um, thank you everybody for listening. If you, um, please go to where you get your podcast, download, subscribe. Um, and leave a rating review. That'd be great because we really want to get this truth out there to as many people as we possibly can. Questions, concerns, suggestions for shows, you want to be a guest, um, please email us at 3copstalk at gmail.com or go to our website, 3copstalk.com. Love to have you and hear from you. Thank you, everybody, and have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye.